Hello and welcome to Illy's Coffee Talks. Season 3 is going to be about all my favorite topics including slow living, inner work, entrepreneurship, creativity, spirituality, slow traveling and health. I am Ophélie Cabanero, your host. Enjoy the episode. Good morning, Maria. How good are you morning. today? I'm good, thank you. I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. I'm really looking forward to do this because I've been waiting for that for a while. I didn't really dare to ask you. Oh. Until oh. I did. <laughs> I mean, come on. Of course. More than happy. You've been my coach. For the past few months, I think I started working with you in February this year, and it's been super transformative in my body and other levels. Mm -hmm. And every time, yeah, every time you said things, I was like, oh, wow, you don't actually say, they don't actually say those things the way we are used to hear them from other teachers I, I just wanted to say that it's really nice to hear you say that it's changed something in the body because for me that's true change mm. the only time thing something actually changes is when it changes in the body as well as when it changes in the mind because it's the body that holds the wisdom of things and it's the body that's going to hold you back from change so I'm glad that it's made changes in the body for you Yeah, and I can share actually exactly what. I I had back pain for four years and I did many, many, many different kinds of therapies. And I feel like what you did now in the initiation, mostly, and you can develop on that ancestral work, I feel like that energetical energy work has made a huge difference. Yeah. Because your body is going to hold, it holds energy and it holds energy that is yours over your lifetime and from past lifetimes, but it also stores genetic coding and energy from your ancestors. So any pains that you might feel that that aren't shifting and moving with the usual kind of medicine that you might use, whether that be movement or actual medicine or herbal, whatever, And it can go a bit deeper and actually maybe it needs a shift energetically. Maybe it needs a shift on an emotional level. So I'm, you know, it, it's not like just mental, the mental realm that we work with. So that's amazing. I'm really, really pleased to hear that. And you were saying me too. Uh, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm pleased that you get to do your yoga. Because I remember when we first yeah. Like talking, you were like, Well, I'm not really doing it as much, and da, 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 da. and so I'm really pleased that it's pushed mm. you back into that. Yeah, yeah, I can move again, it's it's amazing. Yeah. And now I feel also that, yeah, I I just went to a yoga class on Sunday, and the, the teacher was not saying things like cueing in a way that is safe for people, especially if they have injuries or if they're beginners. And it, I was like, no, she cannot do that. So I feel like, yeah, I'm more I'm very sensitive to these things now. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying in your um, energy masterclass, I think it was, yeah. that you can, you know, we are brushing our teeth every day and this is normal. We are, and we have a certain hygiene for the body. But yeah. we don't have an, an energetic hygiene. Yeah. And this is what you... Oh, yeah. This is so important. Like, this is huge, especially now. Like, if you're, you know, if you look around the world and you can see how sensitive the world is now. Like, any, there was so much, since the pandemic, there's yeah. so much fear. There's so much sensitivity around things happening, right? And people's responses are kind of knee-jerk there's a lot there's a lot happening energetically in the world that we don't see but we're feeling as a collective and and, and if if people can't 
if people don't really believe that or can't quite fathom mm-hmm. how that's possible, mm-hmm. you can just see by the way that the world moves now and the way that the world, if you think three years ago, we moved in a completely different way. Energetically now we're heightened. And there's so many things that that, that has to do with you know, there's all this talk about the sun emitting lots of solar flares. And so it's hitting our planet and our own, um, you know, energetic ecosystem on the earth is changing. It's shifting. It's much more sensitive. We're primarily energetic beings. We're energy. We're 99% energy, or some people say 97% energy and, and the rest is flesh and bone. So, why are we only brushing our teeth and, and washing our bodies when we're 99% energy? And right now, energetically, we're being, there's a lot of debris, let's say. Emotions are energy, mental thoughts, thought forms are energy, beliefs are energy, <clears throat> patterns are energy. Even though they play out through the body and through the mind, they're an energy to begin with. So, And this is why, you know, there's a lot of empaths in the world, but only some people will understand or associate themselves with being an empath, right? Which is when you take on other people's emotions or you walk into a room and you can feel the emotions of the room or however people describe themselves as empaths. We're all empaths in one way or another. So it's really important to be sovereign as in own our energy and not give it out too much and not take on too much of what's going on outside of us. So that's also linked to to boundaries. And often when people talk about boundaries, they're talking about very much like in a very fixed sense. It's like, oh, don't, you know, give people too much of your time or don't, you know, um, say no to things actually yes say no to things but when we think about it in an energetic sense it's much more subtle and it's unconscious and you don't realize where your body your where your energy is saying yes to things and when it's saying no to things because your unconscious that which is not aware to you is saying yes and no to so many things that you don't realize it's saying mm, yes yeah. and no to so a, an energetic hygiene practice is really is one of the the most important things I would say if there's people kind of out there struggling whether it be with their business whether it be just with their emotions abundance the world relationship whatever check your emotional check your energetic um hygiene and and create one create a practice if you don't have one I do the your practice now all the time before I after I I was on the tram or the train (laughs) because I cannot stand it yeah do you feel any different when you're more kind of yeah but I also do a lot like I I will take a shower and then maybe I I ground and I yeah but every night before so I think you do it in the morning uh do it in the evening like I I release yeah Anything that's not in my highest uh, good, yeah. <laughs> highest, highest, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not higher. Yeah. Explain why we're saying that because yes, I think most of, the, yeah. most of the world will talk about my higher self and our higher good, but people don't. And this is what I talked about in that energetic mastery masterclass: mm-hmm. is is we don't like to admit that that there's darker forces there's a lot of spiritual bypassing there's a lot of love and light love and light every every (laughs) reason for love and light you know we we can just think our way out of it we can love and light our way out of things but if there's love and light there's also the opposite there's the polarity of that and that's what true understanding of spirituality and the spiritual realm and and the energetic realm is all about so at the moment because the veil is so thin because of the state of our environment in our world, the veil is very thin. And so there's a lot more nefarious energy moving around, Mm -hmm. AKA a lot more fear. That could just mean a lot more fear, a lot more, you know, um, scarcity, a lot more, just, there's just a lot of the polarity, the the polar opposite of love and light moving Mm -hmm. around. And so when we open ourselves to connect And this goes hand in hand with not believing we're that powerful. We are so powerful. Every single one of us, not just people that have gifts, Mm 
or that, you know, are clairvoyant or clairsentient in any way. Everybody, because of the nature of the power of humans, we are so powerful when we open into meditation or we open into prayer or we open just our energetic field and we can do this unconsciously we're not only attracting love and light we're attracting anything else out there unless we're specific Mm. anything higher could still be a nefarious darker energy that you're calling into yourself so it's really important to always say highest what is for my highest Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. you know protecting myself and only allowing the highest love the highest Mm -hmm. light into my field yeah and I think that's really important and if if that makes people go well you know (laughs) even think that there's like why are you talking about darker forces there there are Mm -hmm. there are yeah and to and to not believe it and if it's triggering then look at that look at why it's triggering but don't ignore it. Don't spiritually bypass. That's my number one most, and like the thing I'm most annoyed about. Things, <laughs> but that's my number one is that kind of bypassing. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Since the energy masterclass, I say it. I Palo Santo the room, and I say it. Highest always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. And there was something else I wanted to actually ask you because you said also in that class that you, for example, before you enter a train, you put uh, something around yourself to protect from energies. And I also did that uh, or still do, but I do also craniosacral therapy. I, mm-hmm. I take those courses and that one of the teacher there said, yeah, but why do you need to protect yourself when, and another coach also said that, when you can actually, if you are open, it goes through, you know? It doesn't get stuck. <laughs> no, she's shaking her head. Shaking no. my head, right? Because it goes through, but you're, but you're an energetic mass. Right. Why would it go straight through you? Why would it? Mm. I don't understand the, the understanding of that because if energy meets energy, if it's coming towards you, these these you know energy is intelligent. It isn't just moving around like do 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 no reason. Of course, there might be energy that just moves through you, but like I said, we're unconscious to the way our energy moves most of the time, and that's something that I'm so I want to change in the world is that people become more conscious of how their energy moves. You could mm-hmm. be on a train and somebody with a lot of trauma could mm. be on the train with you and they could look at you and they could unconsciously, this is, send you negative energy. That negative energy is not going to just move through you because the purpose of that is to go to you, yeah? And anything that goes to you is going to stick in your field. It's going to you. It's It's... Energy isn't a mistake. The way it moves is not a mistake. It's not suddenly just going to, if somebody's, even just like we talked about in the class, like um, spiritual daggers, you know, spiritual hooks, which can come from even well-meaning places Mm -hmm. like their mom, mothers, right? Mothers who have this deep unconscious and sometimes conscious fear of their daughter or their child Mm -hmm going out into the world and being more than they could ever be, right? That they ever were. Mm. And them moving from a place of fear and being like, but the world is a big, bad place. I don't want her to go out into the world. And that's a hook. That's an Mm. energetic Mm. hook Mm. that's coming from fear that isn't coming from the highest for that person. Mm -hmm. And so it's hooking into their energy field and it's holding them back. Like I know this because I do this kind of, shamanic work where we release these hooks Mm -hmm. right that are unconscious so that hook is not going to suddenly move through you because it's meant for you Mm. so we need to protect our fields from anything that isn't in our highest so that that kind of thing doesn't happen and yeah maybe maybe a lot of energy will just move through you if it's not meant for you but unconsciously there's a lot that's meant for you Mm -hmm. 
And how do you, how easy it is for you then to go on a train or things like that? Is it, I, I ask that to everybody. How do you deal with it? <laughs> how do you deal with people? You're asking because you find it really overwhelming. You find the energy of being in public really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, actually, I live in London. Mm. So I live in like a, the energy in London. And, and let's talk about, you know, in the time of life that we're at, the monarch has just passed away. So the energetic, and the energy here is heavy mm. in London. It always is heavy. And I always also, my belief is, you know, London holds a lot of karma. London is the, the, the place where, you know, colonialism is hooked into London. We hold karma. We hold blood on our hands in this, mm -hmm. in this city, right? Not to mention all the other things that this, this city has done. So, The energy in London is heavy and I've wanted to leave for a long time, but I haven't left because I, every time I try, it doesn't work out. And so I'm like, we must be holding some sort of light here. There must be something that I'm doing here. And I, and I know a lot of my friends feel the same. So moving around London can feel very overwhelming, even if you're not aware of those energetic things, but because of my energy practice, it, on, it, I, if I'm honest, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. There are days because no one's perfect. And some days I'm really far from perfect where <laughs> I don't do the energy practice or I haven't done it for a couple of days. And then I notice that suddenly mm. like, I actually now feel it as like a, I can feel like as a tingling coming into my head, I can feel energy that isn't meant to be in my body, move into my body. And, and then I automatically feel drained. I get a headache. I just feel very not myself. And I'm like, oh, okay, of course, of course, because I haven't been keeping up my hygiene practice. Mm -hmm. So I, I release the energy that isn't mine. And generally, since I've actually held that energy mastery, I'm going to do another one because since I've done that, so much more has come through for me mm. about energy practice. And I'm very, I work very closely with the energy of, of dragon energy, basically, which is the purest crystalline one of the highest energies that we can work with. And so now I imagine, you know, a crystalline dragon egg all around my body and me being cocooned in this really tough drag. If you imagine dragon scales cannot be like punctured, mm -hmm. I imagine myself in that. And even if people are skeptical, <laughs> even holding just the thought of like, oh, what if I wrap myself in something that is impenetrable, Just if the brain starts to believe that that's what is happening, you're doing something good for yourself. Mm -hmm. But energetically, the truth is we are that powerful that we can create shields of energy around ourselves. Mm -hmm. Before you go on the train next time, think of doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Or just even if you're going into, you know, um, a, a family circumstance that feels difficult, you know, I know people might go and visit their parents and I have people say to me, Oh, every time I go back to my parents' house, I like, Oh, I just end up being a teenager <laughs> again and diddle and all these things start affecting me and my energy gets and the codependency gets triggered and blah, 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 blah. protect yourself, mm. protect yourself. And also now, which is not something I talked about in the masterclass prayer, prayer to the highest, which is source to mother, father, God, and that's got nothing to do with religion, nothing at all to do with religion. It's to do with where did we come from? We came from creator. We came from source. Prayer to source to say, protect me, you know, send back. I don't, you know, give me strength to move into this space. Give me strength to work in this relationship. Don't allow my triggers to come up. Give me the power to not react to things, you know, And even if it feels like you're speaking to your highest self, that's what is really important with prayer. It's like you're putting out an intention to be a certain way. You're putting out an intention. And that's part of co-creating with when people talk about manifestation. The new age spiritual, especially online community is so watered down, like the teachings that they teach because none, most of it's not embodied. Most of it is, oh, I heard somebody talk about manifestation. So now I'm going to talk about manifestation and it's not rooted in anything. So what we hear a lot of the time is very watered down. It's, ve it's very much just like intention, set an intention. Mm. Co-creation is about writing something on a piece of paper and putting it in the blah, blah, blah. No, intention is about that deep, really prayer with self and the highest 
to say this I want this bring me what's in my highest like I want to protect myself from this bring me what's my highest protect me from anything that isn't my highest does that make sense like it comes from a much deeper more embodied space than just Mm thinking what we want and and desiring things you know and it comes from a co-creating space also because you're open then to something else also that might come that you didn't think of because often we think we want certain things and then we get something else and that was even better it's i what we want doesn't matter (laughs) unfortunately what we want is also conditioned by a lot of distortion that's in the world you know I remember a lot of the time at the beginning of like when I first started to understand or I started to learn about I always knew about manifestation as a child and I knew it in the purest sense we all do we all know how to manifest as children we all know the laws of the world of earth of being human on earth as children it gets conditioned out of us right so then when it when I was reading all you know everyone's read the secret that bloody book like everyone's read the secret and when I was first you know in my early 20s like oh okay I'm gonna this is like 20 years ago now like when oh um I want to manifest these things it was all things like I want more money and I want a bigger house and I want to meet it was all material distortions not truth, not abundance, not, you know, something that was deeply sacred for the self. And I think that's one of the main problems with our society is we're looped into this keeping up with the Joneses. Like we all want more and we all want it faster and we all want it quicker. Mm. And when we're manifesting that kind of stuff, most people will be like, oh, it's not working. It's not working. I'm like, because that isn't really what what your soul desires. That isn't really what is meant for you. So really, when we manifest and we want to co-create, why don't we open up and just ask, ask show me what I need to bring through mm. for my, my highest. Mm. Yeah, that's what, yeah. For I my have highest that. health, for my highest abundance, for my higher everything in my, mm. and then see what happens. Let go. We're trying to control what we get. Mm-hmm. Of course. I had this, um, I still have it. It's on my desktop. It's a, it's a photo of a house on Bowen Island next to Vancouver because it's beautiful there. And this house for me represents success for me on my terms, right? Then I did a Theta healing session and then the healer was like, can we release <laughs> can we release a proving energy i sense right now can we release uh, this i sense and it was i was putting so much pressure on myself to actually get there you know because right now it's not in my reality at all i live in switzerland and it it was a lot of proving it was a lot of friends said yeah that's what our parents wanted that was the success for our parents a house and you made it i was like wow that it was so charged actually most of the time the things we want is just we're trying to feed and no not feed but we're trying to get to a certain state emotion or like it represented safety also for me comfort cocoon But if it wasn't right for you, it would have been actually repelling the things that were because all your energy would have been focused unconsciously and consciously on attaining that dream. Right. Yeah. If it wasn't meant for you, if it was if if it was done in all the wrong. And and I'm not saying you might get that house. Yeah. But you probably won't get it when you're the 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 journey to it is that proving energy is that. If I don't have it, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I need to have X amount of money to be able to get this house. It, it, if we let go of how we get to the, mm-hmm. the thing that we want, then we're more likely to get it because you're actually just blocking your ability to to receive it because it's got all these conditions around it. Yeah, because you're and holding on to it too much also. Probably. Yeah, you're holding on to it. Exactly. There's so many like nuanced things. Mm-hmm. And 
And this is also part of being sovereign energetically. It's like when we can clear out all of this stuff, all this conditioning, all these beliefs, all of this like false illusion around life really mm. then that opens that's why people struggle with manifestation because in their field they're holding mm. all of this resistance that they think they don't realize is resistance because it's trying too hard to get somewhere and it's based on what their parents thought what their ancestors went through all of this old energetic frequency that is stuck in their field yep. so it needs a clear out our energetic fields need a clear out so this could lead to two or three different questions right mm -hmm. now. No, I said the word resistance and I thought she yeah. resistance, but also yeah, I think if I ask you about resistance, then you can explain about also ancestors and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah okay. Where does resistance come from? Oh, what a big question. Resistance <laughs> comes from so many places. Yeah, yeah. Resistance comes from being a soul in a human body first and foremost, because there's so, you know, even if I know on my journey, my soul has resisted being human, has resisted being grounded into earth, right? Because this is a difficult place to be, right? This is a very difficult place to be in the, in the sense of, When we're a soul, we don't have these tangible things, right? We don't, we don't feel, we don't manifest love. We feel the vibration of love, but we don't manifest it the way that a human does. But when you manifest love, you can also lose love, right? So there's pain involved. There's polarity. The human experience is polarity, is light and dark, is, is happiness, is pain. You know, it's all of those things. And so first and foremost, resistance comes from that space. Mm -hmm. Resistance comes from the place of actually, we know that we're going to, it, we know that we're going to oscillate between the good and the negative, right? Mm -hmm. it's, that's just life. No one ever stays in that high vibrational space all the time. We would not be human if we did. And so that's also part of the annoyance of the spiritual community talking about we're ascending into the 5D, we're going into yeah. this paradigm, we're going no, no, we're going to live, we're going to be in the 3D because that, that is life, that's humanity, that's being, you know, skin and bone. Yeah. We're not going to lose that. We're all still going to have to face the realities that we see today, especially in our lifetime. So that's the first thing about resistance. But then also resistance comes from all of the mental conditionings, all of the thought processes that we've we've experienced in our lives, everything that we've witnessed our parents thinking and feeling. So all the emotions as well, everything that we have witnessed with our eyes, but also, like you said, ancestrally, energetically, we carry and, you know, there's been studies done that it's like seven generations past I actually think it's even more than that like we carry the energy of our ancestors we carry the resistance of our ancestors you know we might have done all the work in the world that we could have done on ourselves mm -hmm. around scarcity and we still may find that we have a scarcity mentality that a lack mentality And we might still find that we have panic attacks around money or panic attacks around losing our home or whatever. Let's consider that actually our ancestors may have had terribly scarce lives mm -hmm. in poverty. Some of them may have died in poverty of, of hunger. You know, I have moved through a lot of that with both familial um, ancestral lines. So it's important to know that resistance can come from, from so many generations past, yeah. as well as the life you've lived now, and as well as past lives that you have had, which mm -hmm. is different to your ancestral lineage, right? So our energetic body doesn't die. Our soul doesn't die. It, it moves around. It's not even just the universe. You know, it, it, it's... It, It's infinite where our soul can go. We don't even know the lifetimes that we've had. Mm -hmm. So what has our energetic imprint, our blueprint brought forth to this life that it's experienced in other lives? You know, so it can come from different lives, ancestral mm -hmm. wounding, 
your own personal this life mm-hmm. experiences, con- uh, collective conditioning mm-hmm. as well. Like even if in your family, mm-hmm. I'm talking about scarcity, but as an example, even if in your family there wasn't scarcity, we are affected by the energetic imprint of the collective. Now, mm-hmm. the whole collective is feeling scarcity. <laughs> Because that's the way the whole entire world is moving. Yeah. Right? It, it, a lot of scarcity is coming up, actually, so that we can be more open and available to imprint new ideas and understanding of abundance. That's why it's happening. You know, all of this like crisis and money and food shortages and all of that, because all of that is actually an illusion. It's all of an illusion that anything is scarce in our in our world mother earth creates everything that we need maybe not to live in this standard of living that we're living Mm -hmm. now like laptops and wi-fi but basic (laughs) basic needs of survival food shelter water warmth mother earth provides it all all of it for every for every illness there's a medicine that mother mother earth provides so we're being called to come back into alignment with true abundance true provision from source from mother earth answers the question I that's like- that i think that answers the question yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you that's also what i wrote uh, i started to write about it because i got that question from a friend and she's an artist so i'm i'm guessing she experiences resistance from time to time from and when i talk about resistance i talk about it more mostly for creativity, I guess, or for entrepreneurship. When you also creativity, right? Let's not forget. Let's go to the bare basics of this. Creativity is a feminine energy. It's the feminine, the sacred mother that brings us creativity in the womb, you know, for women and in the groin for men. Men have feminine energy too. This isn't about being a woman and being creative, but the, the feminine energy and the feminine archetype has been has been destroyed for centuries for millennia has been put under suppression for so long so there is this thread of creativity that has that energetic imprint where being creative being expressive Mm -hmm. being just in the flow and allowing whatever to move through you and be expressed whether that be through singing painting whatever talking Mm -hmm. There's an energetic imprint of resistance around that because it's not safe. Yeah. And that's a huge thing, right? And 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 then also the person not being able to, the creativity being stuck and resistance in creativity being in one person also includes what happened ancestrally for them, what happened in their own life for them, yeah. you know? That collective understanding of like, well, artists don't make money. Mm-hmm. You have to be a banker to make loads of money. Yeah. yeah. yeah? artists aren't successful only a handful you know the ones that are really really good but maybe I could literally draw what most people would see as the worst thing in the world and that's (laughs) success to me because Mm -hmm. I expressed what was in my soul Mm -hmm. in that moment Mm -hmm. so to really think about resistance in creativity you've got to think about the feminine and the feminine wound and and that feminine energy yeah I experienced it a lot when I I did stand up a few times, stand up yeah. comedy, and I had like I had so much back pain I could not even walk properly, and and I did it anyway. I went into a dialogue with it, you know. I was like, "Hey, it's okay, you're here, but I'm gonna do it anyway." And then now that I know all these things, I think, yeah, it's it's not safe for me. It's trying to protect me, so I cannot really be mad at it because it's trying to do its job. And yet I am mad at it. <laughs> of course, you know. The mad at it is also going to create more resistance. Yeah, of course. It's going to create more resistance. So you have to forgive it. You have to yeah. forgive yourself because it, and the easiest way to kind of move through that, I would say, is always see it as the little you, as your inner child is the one that's afraid here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> She's in the driving seat in your unconscious. And so whatever resistance is moving through you through fear, it's her that's afraid. So to be annoyed at her 
it shifts that it shifts the needle you can be mm-hmm. like how can I be annoyed at a four-year-old or whatever mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. she's afraid so how would you speak to that four-year-old mm-hmm. you would nurture her you would reparent her you know yeah and again that's the mothering energy yeah the art of that yeah mm-hmm. we've lost the art of of the divine mother energy in society and that's got nothing to do with mother mothers is well it has but it's not just to do with mothers it's to do with everybody being able to mother themselves mm-hmm. so what do you do you want to share an example of your life when you have to talk to it like this or in this way or yeah i mean i went i recently one of my biggest um challenges in life has been my relationship with my mother and the wounding around that has been something I'm still to this day working through because of the depths of it. And because it, it runs through my maternal lineage, this wounding of worth, this worth wound. And, um, and this is something a lot of people may experience if they do this kind of work in and around the energetics of mother child relationship. But I was going to another level of this understanding this worth situation, but basically I could feel my energy was being drained. I could feel it. And so see, even if you do all of this sovereignty work, even if you do <laughs> energy work, there's always work to do. Mm-hmm. Always. And it's cut a long story short. I went to eat in, into my inner landscape. I started, you know, communicating with my body and asking like, where's this energy drain coming from? Mm-hmm. Because I can feel it. It's affecting my entire life. And I could see my mother, her energy <clears throat> sat in, in the throne of my inner landscape, basically where my inner child should be sat. Mm-hmm. And what I was shown was since, since, she conceived me she's hooked in her she'd put herself into my energy because she unconsciously could feel that I had more strength than her that I had more worth than her naturally right and so she was feeding from that she was she felt safe in my body that's where she was safe but it meant that I was then feeling unsafe because Mm -hmm. I didn't have a safety throne for my own inner energy And so um, I had to do a lot of work and a lot of kind of communication with her energy to release that her and reinstate her into her own inner landscape, into her own energetic field, and then reinstate my inner child, you know, and I, and it's not about rejecting, this is all done from a space of love. And it's all done it takes time and it and it's all done by reassurance and making sure that nothing is done without consent for anybody you know her energy had to consent to it for it to be done otherwise it wouldn't it wouldn't have happened but then I could see in my in the landscape my inner child was then like swimming in a fountain of like beautiful waterfalls and 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 pools and in a luscious space and it felt abundant in my body and I felt worthy in my body and the energy immediately shifted and so That's that is you know an example of the work that I before the moment before that happened I was actually shown and taken down my my maternal ancestral lineage like hundreds and hundreds of women were kind of standing up and saying like we have this wound we have this wound we have this wound and I got taken all the way back to well the name that came was like Magdalena. And I was like, Magdalena, Magdalena. I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like, holy, it's Magdalene. It's the Magdalene line. It's Mary Magdalene. The woman, the feminine energy that actually had to fight so much resistance with the world who, who had to fight her worth the most. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was being drawn back to that. And I have that in my lineage, the Rose of the Magdalene. I was being drawn back there and took every single you know female from my maternal lineage with me and we healed that before I could heal what was going on personally with my mother mm-hmm. yeah this work is like incredible <laughs> in, in the, the places you get taken yeah. but then also in like like the, the moment I came out of that in a landscape work I felt completely different my energy shifted mm. completely You know, and then then the physical things start to shift. Then the relationships with others start to shift. 
And then the, what comes into your life shifts. The physical shifts after the energetic shifts. Yeah, and that's why it's so, I was going to say important, that you guys do it too. <laughs> the, the so important. And I think people think it's a luxury or they think it's mm. like something that certain types of people do. Mm. But for me, it's not a luxury. For me, it's like the foundation of life. Like mm. if you don't have that clean and clear and sovereign, then actually everything else is going to be out of out of proportion and out of whack because the energy rules everything. Yeah. But if people have been listening so that far now, they're probably into that kind of work already. But I just wonder how we could explain that or how we could yeah, explain that to people who were not used to that at all. For example, people who have been going to the psychotherapist for years and so they have been working on their mind and this is valuable as well. It's great. But I feel that it's lacking all this energy work because it just stays in the mind and then you can understand that in your childhood whatever happened was not good but and then what and then it doesn't really change, change. anything yeah what i will say to that is people need to be ready to do this work like if they're not then who are we who is anyone to try and force somebody to do something they don't want to do and so you know I am not in the game of trying to convince somebody to do something that is a big no for them. But if there's someone that's listening and they're curious, but they're also like, but it's not really something I would do, then I'd urge them just to even just play with it themselves. Like, you know, like whatever's going on in your current life, where's the resistance? Because you can see that in your actual life. Where's the resistance? Is it the money not coming in? Is it the job not being fulfilling? Is it the relationship that's strained? Where's the resistance? And then pinpoint that resistance, close your eyes and go into the body, communicate with the body. We're so used to going into the mind and being like, why is this happening? You know, thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Body is what holds the wisdom and the body is what holds the keys to change things, really. The brain just goes along with it <clears throat> or distracts. So you come into the body and you, you ask the body to show you. This is the thing. I'm not here to heal people. I'm here to show people what can be done with their power. I'm not here to, I don't bring my power into your, into your world and change things for you. I mirror to you what's possible and mirror to you the power that you have within you. And For me, it's about everyone being able to walk away from working with me or just listening to something I've had to say and then being empowered to go and do the work themselves, you mm. know. And at the beginning, it can be daunting. So you want mm. support. And that's what someone like me is for. But mm. essentially, you can close your eyes, you go into the body and you go, okay, this relationship that is really draining me, show me body. Mm. This energetically in my body now, show me. And just be open to what it can show you. It may show you, or even if you don't have a resistance, just go into the body and go, body, show me your inner landscape. Show me what's going on inside of you. You may see a desert, you know, and a desert. So we can play with the elements. You may see a desert and you might be like, oh, well, what does this desert need to be, to be in its highest space, in its highest frequency? You might then see a wave of seawater come and, and nourish this desert. And this desert then may grow into a forest, right? So you can just play with your inner landscape without, you know, wanting to embark on something that feels difficult. But if you want to look at something that, that's creating resistance, show me where this relationship is sitting in my body. And then you might see a, an event play out. You might see a person. You might not recognize at all what's going on. And it could be ancestral. You don't need to label it. But everything that you get shown, you just ask, well, what does this need to heal? What does this need right now? And just play with it in that way. And it's, for me, my inner child loved being in her, in, as a child, I loved being in my imagination. Because actually your imagination is real. It's realms. It's other dimensional realms that we have available to us as humans. And I loved being in there. So this work for my inner child, she's like, yeah. <laughs> loves it that's why I love my work because it feeds my inner child she's playing in this yeah. in these realms 
So that's what I would say if someone's thinking about it, just go play. It's play. It's creative. It's There's no right or wrong. Mm. And what if people don't see anything? Does it, this happen? You might not see something, but you might sense something. You might hear something. And this is then, you know, if you if you have nothing at all or if the brain keeps coming in, some people are like, well, I'm not that way in, inclined. You know, I don't have the gifts of being able to see, hear or feel in that way. You do. But there may be programming that has told you that it's not safe to do that. You know, those wounds, medicine women wounds, those wounds of being in, and this is for men also in that, again, it's the feminine energy. This is why this works so important to me. Like if they may have been centuries ago where in a past life they were killed for those gifts. Mm -hmm. So of course yeah. their souls shut that off because mm. it's not safe to have that. Yeah. So then it's about, so then in your body, if you're, if you don't see anything, well, show me what I need to know about not seeing something right now. What is, what is it you're trying to tell me about not seeing something? Mm -hmm. Always a question you can ask yeah. about being curious curiosity really opens up the landscape for people amazing thank you Pleasure. is there anything else you would like to that is really important right now that you want to say people need to know i think for me and this is coming through in my work more and more everything that we're seeing in the world The way that we live is we live in this patriarchy and it's very toxic. And this one, the first thing I want people to know is that isn't about men being toxic. That isn't men versus women and men are bad. So anything that men have to do with the world is bad. Patriarchal systems is different to men. Men are actually suffering in this patriarchal system just as much as women. Mm -hmm. So the patriarchal system that we're in, that's creating all of this, rigidity and and stiffness and everything that we can see in the world that doesn't feel right all of this lack of love and compassion for each other this lack of abundance all of that is being shown to us because what's actually happening in an energetic sense in an esoteric sense in a, in the unconscious world is that the great mother is rising the energetic the female energy is rising chaos is ensuing because chaos is The primordial mother we were all created from chaos chaos is just is basically the space of nothingness right and that's how we're all created in the womb from a black hole of nothingness right two things come together and then we're created so what i want people to realize is whatever they're moving through in the world is just an invitation to look at connecting at the great mother within themselves You know, how, how looking at everything feminine, looking at their creativity, looking at how they mother themselves, looking at how they parent themselves, looking at how they nurture themselves. And that will bring up things of how you were nurtured and lots of childhood wounds. And it could do that. But I, I think this is going to happen anyway. This is happening on a mass, mass scale anyway. So be just be one step ahead and be open to looking at what the feminine energy what the mother energy is bringing to the world and how it and how you can change it within yourself thank you okay. i have maybe one last question because sure. you talked about the 5d before yeah like, what is it for you then the 5d and how yeah what is it so <laughs> that's a great question right it's a big question because you said we we, we are staying in the 3d But my understanding of it is we it's just a state of my of of being in the mind, in the emotions, that we're more maybe in the love, that we're more mindful of how we think and these kind of yeah. things. It's it's linked to what I'm saying about the mother energy coming through. It's linked to that because it's about <clears throat> Being a, it's about different elements of our blueprint coming online really is the technical sense of it. Like as the energy shifts on our planet, the, en the energy is shifting within us. And actually as the energy shifts within us, more and more is coming online. We're noticing that people are more intuitive. People are 
wanting to homestead and not be in cities and wanting to grow their own food. They're wanting less toxins in their body. They don't want to drink tap water. They want to be free from a system. They realize that sovereignty is key. You know, we've been fed this false lie that we need to be in a democracy because as humans, we can't we can't um, manage ourselves. We need somebody to 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 manage us because it's a complete lie. When if we were all in our sovereignty, if we were all radically responsible for our energy, our emotions, how we reacted to the world, responded to the world, the world would be a better place. And for me, that's what the 5D is. It's like operating on a different energetic frequency and actually understanding that we are energy. So essentially, the 5D is about moving into a different energetic space, right? Because it's fifth dimensional energetic dimension, right? It's, it's We're vibrating at that dimension, meaning we need to understand that we're energetic beings. We need to start to move through the world as energy. We need to protect our energy. We need to be sovereign in our energy. We need to know that emotions are energy and mental thought forms are energy and conditionings and all of that is energy. Mm-hmm. And actually... Do we want to live in a world where it's all toxic and it's all there's resistance and there's there's a lot of the lower vibrational density? Or do we want to upgrade our energetic systems to vibrate higher and move into that 5D? Because that's just a higher frequency. So it means that a lot of this illusion is going to be falling away. Mm -hmm. So essentially, we're already some of us are already in the 5D because it's all about perception. Mm-hmm. It's how you perceive the world. 5D is already here. Mm-hmm. It's, but some people are just unable to tap into that frequency because they don't, they're not willing to see the illusions that yep. we're faced with, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, they, and they would, and it feels safer to them to not. Yeah. Because maybe their soul is not wired to be able to do that in this lifetime. Or... maybe or maybe maybe we're too we're too hell-bent on trying to show people the five mm. that there's 5d mm. instead of just being behaving as mm-hmm. we're in 5d yeah. you know when when the pandemic first kicked off so many people were like oh my god of course all of the illusions that i've been talking about are now being shown to us and trying to force people to see what's happening and what happened with most people is they shut down into fear they they yeah. their, their systems were not able to see through clarity mm. but but the best way is just to emanate that vibration mm. is to live as though you're in that 5g frequency is to be the mirror and other people's energy unconsciously will start to acclimatize to that. We're all going, there is a certain, you know, people call them star seeds and I don't really believe in labels. There's a certain mm-hmm. amount of souls that have come to earth at this time mm-hmm. that are vibrating at higher frequencies in order to acclimatize others' frequencies, mm-hmm. in order just to help other people's frequencies rise. Mm-hmm. And that means they may need to speak the truth more. That means they may mm. need to walk the path of truth more. That means they may need to show sovereignty. How are they sovereign? You know, mm-hmm. not try and convince others to do something, but be it themselves. And that's going to shift the frequency of the planet. So I asked you, we were talking about, this was off podcast just after we stopped it. And then I asked you... <laughs> First, you were telling me how at the kindergarten or the school <laughs> you talk to you, you are just yourself, and you just talk about yeah how you so you don't about, edit yourself. Yeah, we're talking about how difficult it is, isn't it, to know when to talk about seemingly uh, different topics of conversation, right? Like energy and sovereignty and healing and all of that kind of stuff. Like most people, and you were talking about seeing a shaman and people don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm saying that it's not black and white. There's not like, I'm always going to express myself in a certain way or I'm going to hide myself away. It's about cultivating this relationship within you 
to be able to come within and go, okay, is it in my highest good right now to express in this way? What's for the highest right now in me? Mm. We were all sovereign like that. And that isn't selfishness because some people have retorted and said, that's so selfish that you're just asking yourself what's right for you, right? Mm -hmm. But if we all took radical responsibility about what was right for us in our highest actually it's not just for us it's the highest of all mm-hmm. really you know because mm-hmm. when we're connecting to the highest we're all a fragment of source so what's the highest for that fragment for my fragment is highest for all fragments for all collective and so it's important to come into the body and and just discern what feels right in the moment for you and that's the communication that we've lost this this is what being connected to the sacred mother brings us is this discernment within this wisdom from within the patriarchal system that we live in forces us to look outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. all the time it's create relationship with everyone outside of us um do what's right for everyone outside of us uh lean towards what is the the best thing dependent on what's going on outside Mm. of us but when we come within that's where the magic happens this relationship and you ask me like Mm -hmm. how do you discern basically then i (laughs) so do you want me to give you the long answer of like the man-made situation so it's important i would say if it's 101 to cultivate this rule 101 is cultivate this really strong relationship to your highest source to mother father god or however you feel comfortable universe of the highest creator of the highest and allow all wisdom to come from that space because anything that we take from any man-made construct is filtered through the lens of whatever that man that made that construct was moving through and so for instance even reiki right reiki was one of the first things I was initiated in. So I'm a Reiki master, but I actually, I've gone into my system and cleared all of the Reiki symbols from my system. I'm not saying Reiki's bad, but anything that isn't sovereign is tainted by something, by a man-made construct. So Ishui, the person that, you know, created Reiki, who, who downloaded that, that form of healing from source, it moved through him first and it moved through all of the conditionings that he had, all of the perceptions that he had of life in order to bring this to the world, right? And so then we're all taking on that energy that's also got tainted, partly got energy that is not of the highest because it's not coming directly from source, it's moving through him. And then through us, does that make sense? Yeah. The energy of that understanding, like even theta, theta healing, right? So I've done, I'm also, I I mean, I'm trained. I also did this, yeah. Right? And actually, again, that is, that comes from a fear of, and a, a misunderstanding that we have all the power within us. When we connect to source, we have it all. That wisdom is all within us. But this, patriarchal system is like learn outside of yourself learn all of these things and I'm not saying don't learn but I'm saying also cultivate this incredible connection that you have and learn via your own wisdom so even theta is like you're imprinting an energy from somewhere else from something else into your system yeah it's inorganic it's inorganic it's not true nature to you and so I think that the real 5D is sovereignty and literally all wisdom coming from within, coming from highest source and us moving from that space. Because when it comes from the highest, it's always going to be an in integrity. It's always going to come from love. It's always going to be the most healing thing that we can do for ourselves in that moment in time. I will ask maybe what is going to be a very long answer. I don't know. But how do you recognize if it's from the highest source? How do you know it's from the highest? How do you feel? So everyone's going to feel different. 
everyone's going to have a different response. Everyone's going to have a different relationship. Everyone's going to move different, depending again on what their conditionings are, mm-hmm. on what their ancestral lineages are all around, what their blueprint, what their energetic blueprint is, right? Um, some people might even be triggered to even think about connecting to source because it, God means religion mm. and God means all of these highly distorted things that were that were taken and created in this illusion of God to 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 control society, right? So everyone's going to have a different response to it. So all I would say is make sure that firstly you go into prayer and you connect to the highest. Secondly, if that brings up any kind of like doubt of then you go into your inner landscape and you go, what do I need to be shown? What do I need to clear around doubt about self-sabotage of connecting to the highest? It might even get, I've worked with clients. One of my clients at the moment is struggling to even get to the point where she can connect to the highest because there's so much conditioning around that for her. Mm-hmm. And that's the foundational step. So, so be clean and clear in, 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 in that connection and how it feels is is about practice is about discerning so even if you just move through life and you're like do I want a cup of coffee this morning or do I want a cup of tea Mm -hmm. you close your eyes and you go into your body and you can feel you feel a pull yeah and even do it with things that you know there's a polar opposite answer so you can feel in the body the differentiation yeah if you don't, if you hate coffee and you love tea, be like, what well, do I want coffee or tea? And you can mm. just words, the vibration of the words in the body will pull you one way or another. So it's baby steps. I think as well, like everyone's being thrown into this spiritual landscape where they're like, oh, I'm just going to connect and, and I'm going to know everything. Well, no, it's been for many of us, it's been deconditioned out of us for centuries, for millennia. Mm. So we need to come back to it, baby steps, baby yeah, steps, yeah. you know. This, I, I did my, I have a basic course now in craniosacral therapy and I wanted, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do the whole course and it's been great. But then last weekend was another teacher and, and you know, the, the, uh, the teacher's previous him were saying, yeah, it's okay, take your time. There are different craniosacral therapy styles. And so the more bio, the, the, that, you know, biodynamic and it's the spiritual one path. And in this one, it's like, it's okay, just feel and take your time. You know, some people take a long time to feel it in your hands, what you're supposed to feel. But they also never said when I asked them, so what do you feel? Where do you feel it? You know, I want to know everything. And they're like, I don't know. I cannot explain to you. And then there is another teacher last weekend. And he was like, okay, by now you should feel it. And I was like, but I thought that you should not or that it's okay. And then he was like, yeah, so the cranial rhythm you should feel this, you know, in the when you touch the feet or the head. And I was not feeling that, you know. And I was like doubting so much and freaking so in my head until we did a specific exercise. And I was like, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do my thing, you know, like I don't feel it. So I'm just going to have to be intuitive. Sorry? You surrendered. You surrendered yeah. to doing it a certain way. Yeah. And it worked, you know. And I could not explain how, but I felt it more in my body. I didn't feel it in my hands. But the pe- the person I was working on, she was like, yeah. And at that moment, you said that. And that's exactly when I felt that, you know. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm not doing the whole course it's one of the reasons because I'm like that's also oh. proof how it's conditioned via the person that is teaching. Yeah. And, and and really sovereignty and you know, people might say to me, but you're teaching people, you're moving people. No, I'm holding space mm-hmm. for you to teach yourself, for you to connect to your wisdom. Yeah. Right. I'm not here to say it's gonna feel like this and it's gonna move like this. No, I don't yeah. know how it moves with you. Mm. I don't know. 
I don't know your inner landscape. Only you knows your inner mm-hmm. landscape. Mm-hmm. I can maybe sense the energy around you and and guide you and and support you, but I'm not gonna. I'm not, you know. So yeah, that's why man-made constructs. Looking outside of ourselves for things. Mm. Awfully, I'm gonna tell you, stop doing courses. <laughs> stop doing courses. You have all the understanding yeah. in you. Mm. Like searching outside of ourselves for things all of the time is so disempowering. Mm. You know, the shaman I. <laughs> I saw a few weeks ago, she said, and I didn't talk to her at all about that. And she said, you know, this constant needing to, she saw it, needing to, how did she say? The possibilities, you have so many possibilities or you think you have so many possibilities of what you could do. And it's actually a distraction of your inner world. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like thank you do I do the cranial course or not <laughs> you know? but yeah it was exactly that yeah exactly that so I do go to the forest now and do these things <laughs> also you don't need to go to the forest even yeah. I mean yes of course but then that could also create resistance in somebody oh I don't have time to go to the forest oh I don't have time to do that you can literally wake up from your sleep Sit up in bed and go into your inner landscape five Mm. minutes a day, five Mm. minutes a day. Connect to yourself. Mm -hmm. Cultivate that relationship with yourself, with your highest self, with your inner child, Mm -hmm. with those parts of you that we've been rejecting, Mm -hmm. rejecting so much of ourselves. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think it's uh, it was a great conversation. It was, yeah, I think it's great. Everything was great. Thank you. And, and for those who listened to the end, thank you so much. And I hope it inspired you to work with Maria. And Maria, when, where can we find you? Um, do you know what? The best place is probably on Instagram at underscore sovereign mother. Um, will you be able to put that? Because some people might not be able to spell yeah. it. Sure. Something wrong, and it's yeah. in my Instagram handle. Um, but that's the pl- the best place to kind mm-hmm. of reach out to me. And you can ask me any questions about this work. If you're new to it, of course, I'm open to supporting. Um, but I'm going to have a few new offerings coming out. I'm going to have another energy mastery mm-hmm. come out, an upgrade of the last one. Mm-hmm. So really supporting people to understand their energy and how to protect it and how what it actually means to move through the world as an energy being Mm -hmm. and I'm also at the moment grounding in um an offering around sacred mother and it's not just for mothers but it's about bringing in that divine feminine energy you know to ourselves rebalancing the masculine and the feminine in internally and activating that mother within to support us as we move through life so yeah great i can highly recommend your work like i said at the beginning of the oh. podcast it changed a lot for me so thank you maria and thank you, thank you all for listening and we'll see you hear you soon <laughs> <laughs>